Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. How are you? I hope you're all having a happy Thursday. I'm so thrilled to have Missy Hart back with us today. She is an intuitive medium, speaker, spiritual teacher, and is writing this book called Whispers from Heaven, which I just love the name. So welcome, Missy. Hi, Marla. Thank you so much for having me again. Oh, I always love having you on. We have such great conversations. So since you've been on the last time, share with me. Well, I know we were talking about Mercury retrograde. Does that affect you with your clients, the information you get? Uh, Let's hope not. I don't think that I've had um, anything like too crazy happen. I have an event tomorrow. So now you got me thinking like, please don't have anything weird happen. (laughs) Um, Energies, I, I can tell you that during like moon cycles and probably retrogrades and stuff like that, where energies can definitely be increased. And so um, when you're a medium and you're doing this kind of work, energy is very palpable. So sometimes like you feel a bit woozy or like you've had a couple of drinks or something. And that for the last like week, I think I've noticed. Yeah, because for people who are not aware of what Mercury retrograde is, the planet Mercury has a does an illusion of going in reverse. And so there's a two-week buildup to the retrograde. There's three weeks of retrograde. And then there's a two-week post-retrograde shadow that happens. And it tends to um, mess with your communication, technology. And I'm missing one other area. Do you, do you know the third area? Oh, I can't think. So communication, technology, I know a lot of people who are just kind of emotional and feel like unbalanced, you know, so I I doubt that's the third one, but I mean, definitely from an observer standpoint, a lot of people tend to notice those things. Yeah. So if you're having technical, technological technology problems, I can't even see communication, problems <laughs> communicating, this is a perfect example. Technology, if your computers go down or get wonky or your phone, just be patient because you're just going to have to ride it out. And here's the thing, in my opinion, from my experience, we have three of these a year, but one of them will really, like, really bam you, you'll really feel the effects, and the other ones will be like, I didn't know Mercury was in retrograde because nothing has changed. Right. Yeah. Right. And I don't put a lot, like, there's a lot of fear porn put out there about Mercury and retrograde. And I honestly, like, looking at that stuff, I I don't appreciate that at all because there's definitely positive aspects to the the retrogrades. There are, and I, I think, like, with anything, it's going inside and paying attention to how it is affecting you. And if there are emotional roots to it, then, you know, fixing those things. Well, one of the positive things is, is it does give you, it makes you sort of reset and, and make sure you've gone over everything. What do they say? I heard this great thing and it's like, uh, 
check it twice, cut it once, or measure it twice, cut it once, because you just have to be a little bit more on the ball. And instead of just checking it once or twice, you might need to check it a third time from, you know, go away from whatever you're working on, come back and check it on for a third time. Yep. So, and I just remember the third one, contracts. Contracts and deals, and sometimes those tend to fall through or, or they're wonky. But again, if you if you cover your tracks with anything, not trying to put any fear out there, but if you cover your tracks by going over your contract and making with a fine-tooth comb and making sure everything is, is in there, then you shouldn't have a problem. But right. getting back to Missy... <laughs> But it was just curious if, if like the spirits sort of like go off on some weird tangent because the energy. No, are- it did, the energetic shift anytime. Um, it took me a long time, I think, to find the, I guess, commonality that in fact, you know, when there are planetary things happening, it does indeed just affect you as a person, and then it affects, you know, of course, like my work and that kind of stuff. So. Certainly, but um, this time around, it just seems to be everything's kind of enhanced. Yeah, it, it truly, truly is. So, what are you working on now? I know I mentioned your new oh, book gosh. coming up. Um, <laughs> what else is going on with you? So, um, I am working on a book, and quite honestly, I've been tossing around the idea of doing a podcast. Um, I also have been booking like more events, uh, coming up with, I just was on this really weird hiatus where I've been, um, reading a whole lot of people for a very long time. And I just hit a wall, honestly, physically and mentally. And right now, um, I'm feeling great, but I cut my schedule down a ton and, um, it's really allowing me all of this time to work. I'm like, I'm actually creating a product line right now. And then I dove into this book and then it's, um, yeah, so things are falling into alignment for me right now. So it's like me hitting that wall and it was really uncomfortable just so you know, it was like a horrible, um, energies have just been building. I think like it, everything just seems to be so high. So I don't know. I mean, it, it just took this toll, but now that I, have switched my schedule up. I have all of these time, all of this time on my hand for new things to be born. But and I'm loving it. When you're able to pull back like that, it, it opens you up to be able to generate new ideas, new concepts, and have you reevaluate where you are, and you know, make you think, okay, this is where I am. Is this? Am I? Is this enough? Do I want something else? And it sounds yeah. like that's that's happened for you, which is yeah, so absolutely. Exciting. It really is exciting because it's uh, shifted, kind of shifted gears. These are always things that I've thought about doing. Um, And then, you know, I'm a mom. I have kids at home and a husband and a house to take care of. And I own my own business. And so seeing as many people as I was seeing, I had no time left. And, And honestly, I had no energy at the end of those sessions with people or events that I was doing to, like, spend on those things. So... Yeah, this is, I'm just going to call it divine, divine intervention and, and di- divine timing helping well, me out. everything is divine and it made you realize, but here's the thing, at least you were aware enough to realize like, okay, I need, I need to pull back a little bit and do some self-care. They, uh, honestly, Marla, they had to smack me in the head pretty good to, to get my attention. So 
Um, something that, you know, yeah, and, and they did like something with in, in other mediums, I know, experience it and probably anybody who works in an energetic field, but I call it down for regularly scheduled maintenance. So like just maybe once a year where they basically shut you down and I just feel like I can't connect and I will cancel clients at that point and whatever. And so I kept on going through that like over and over and over again instead of just the once. And then when it um, hit me, it was really uncomfortable. I mean, they really smacked me into some like hardcore reality. Like you cannot keep on doing this to yourself. Did, they, so, did they make you get ill? Did you catch a cold or a flu or something like I, that? I actually did not feel sick, but I felt terrible. And the, it, the easiest way to describe it was it was the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in my physical body, I think. Just, I felt like a muggle. I'm going to throw out a Harry Potter term. <laughs> I felt like a muggle. I could not, um, I could not connect. I could not like access my, my peeps. My readings felt stretched and uh, my dog is barking. Sorry. That's okay. He wants to communicate. Yes. With someone walking their dog. Okay. Well, he's doing his job, right? Yeah. He's letting you know someone's out there. That's how I look at it. You know, when my big tug starts barking, you can hear him. You can hear him forever. <laughs> but I just figure he's doing his job, so I let him bark for a while before I try to calm him down. So my dog only barks at other dogs. So there is another dog out there. Okay. He wants friends. He wants to play. So when you work, and I don't know if I've asked you this before, I might have. Do you see, hear, or hear the spirits talking to you, guiding you? No, and it's a, it really is funny because um, other mediums do actually see dead people, and I don't. And I always like, it's actually a joke. It's like my team knows that I'm a big chicken, and so I think in a way that was always done intentionally to not scare me. Um, and then as far as hearing them, um, I do hear them very crystal clear, but mediumship is, is not what people think at all. It's not, um, they don't have a physical body, so they don't have vocal cords, you know, right. that is needed to push out sounds. And, and so um, everything turns into this sensory kind of a, a communication where I think, feel, hear, see, but the hearing is always in my own voice and my own head, just like I had a thought. Mm-hmm. And so... It's a very interesting conversation, just very different. <laughs> I understand. Well, everybody does it differently. So I think, what, did it, what was it? I went to this conference and one person actually like took on the physical features of the spirits that are coming through. I and have done that. The other one, you know, just sees them, you know, just as they are and talks to them. And the other one just gets messages like you're sharing. Right. So I'm more of a, I would be called like a mental medium. I think um, the where you take on the physical attributes, I've played with that quite a bit. That's called blending. And my first experience, this is nuts. It was so much fun though. Um, so blending is when you're inviting the spirit to either like sit in your lap and enter into you or you're taking a dive into them specifically. And so I was in this, uh, well, I was with a bunch of people, so I knew I was safe, but 
I dove right into this old woman who I have to tell you was really not nice. Okay. She was an older lady. And so we dive in and all of a sudden now, like taking on the features, you take on everything. So I knew that like, I'm sitting down in what feels like a church pew and I'm straightening out my dress. Everything has to be perfect. So I'm straightening out my dress and I I could literally see her clothing, like the color of it, like superimposed on my body. And I'm straightening my, my, um, straightening my dress out. And I'm looking around the church, judging everybody that was there. And I was thinking not nice things. And she was an old woman from England. Um, and so she was calling the women who she felt were dressed appropriately floozies. <laughs> and she was so just not nice. It was one of the craziest experiences blending I've ever had. So when you unblended, when you separated, how did you feel? Were you exhausted? Because it reminds me of the movie Ghost, when Whoopi Goldberg jumps into, or or Patrick Swayze jumps into Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I I probably was tired. I was weird. It's not a practice that I use often, even though like I know how to do it. It's kind of like, yeah, you can just stay over there. I'm good with me, you know, so I don't do it often. (laughs) It's almost like too much information. Thank you very much. It was do. so weird. It was so weird. Like I could hear how she would think. And like I said, she wasn't nice. So. And it's interesting that she wanted to pop in, you know, to have you blend with her. Cause she had to, you both had to agree to that. Well, it was, um, there was a group of us doing this together uh, as like a, an experiment in an exercise. Right. Okay. And so, it was just the grandmother of somebody that was in this group. And were you they know? laughing? Did they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he like, he was able to validate everything down to, like I said, I could see the, the sweater that she was wearing and, you know, like the aches and pains in her body. She kept on bringing me down to her feet and she actually had some type of an arthritis or something that really was painful. She had a hard time walking. Um and she, of course, had, like, good aspects to her, but she was very hardcore and very judgmental and very hoity, you know? That's who she was. Oh, I like that, hoity. So did he, I mean, he laughed and he, he confirmed it, but... Oh, yeah, he, he also, was sitting with me the, the whole time because I was giving him the information. But was he, like, in shock? Did he start crying or is he just laughing or... I think he laughed through most of it. I think he laughed through most of it because it was just so like, oh my gosh. And readings are always emotional. They're always emotional. And he was actually one of her favorite people. And so like he didn't get the attitude like most people got or like a lot of other people got. That was her uh, favorite. And that that was abundantly clear in, in our session together. And what she shared with him? Yeah. Yeah, well, basically that you were my favorite. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess there's no pussy footing around that one, is no, there? <laughs> no, and it just it was a well-known fact, and and that was it. And so, uh, yeah, they it was really funny. I I would have loved to have seen that. That sounds so fascinating. And so, how does it? What you do differentiate from an evidentiary psychic or medium? Well, I am an evidential medium. Oh, okay. Yeah. So an evidential medium 
um, we are just mediums who gather evidence um, that I am talking to your loved one. Um, so it's just little bits and pieces of information that you can validate that this belongs to your person. And then I always bring forward evidence that they're still around. That turns into be uh, the most important evidence and definitely some of the most fun. Well, because they were sitting there telling them what they saw the person do or say, that kind of Oh, yeah. They, evidence. Your, your dead people are with you, seriously, a lot. And so, um, here, I'll share this story because it's just so much fun. Um, Wait, I had, you know what? Hang on to this story for okay. one second because we're going to go on break. When we come back, I want to I want to have this story okay. go and we'll share it with everybody. So hang on and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Get ready for High Vibin' It with host Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. This is an all-new look at self-empowerment and lifestyle design. If you're still trying to figure out the law of attraction, spirituality, self-love, and more, we'll break it down for you. You can create the life of your dreams and own your power. Listen for High Vibin' It. We're live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This will be one hour you will make time for. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone, and thank you for sticking around. If you just joined the show, Missy Hart is my guest, and Missy is an intuitive medium, speaker, spiritual teacher. She's in the process of writing her first book and developing products. I'm so excited and thrilled to have her back. So welcome back, Missy. Thank you. Thank you. 
My pleasure. So when we were going on break, you were going to talk about a story. Yes. So we were talking about um, how our dead people stay with us like a lot of the time and they're around and um, the the stories that they share with me uh, to basically tell on you sometimes. Like I've had people who took a spill out in their driveway and they thought that they were alone, but their dead people, their their dead person is showing me like she fell in the parking lot or whatever, you know? Um, And so this particular one is probably one of my favorites. I had a lady to see me and her father had passed away and her mom was still living, but the mom had actually moved in with her. Mom has really bad diabetes. And so she, we were talking about the mom and he was, you know, telling me she's really stubborn and all that stuff. And so the daughter was not able to um, keep her mother's blood sugar under control forever. She's like, I don't know what we're doing. Like, you know, she's eating right. I'm checking it all the time. It's we just we cannot regulate it. And so dad shows me candy wrappers and he shows them to me stuffed in between the cushions of a couch. And so... Um, of course, like she goes home and I get the phone call that she literally found hundreds of like Tootsie Roll wrappers and, you know, all this stuff stuffed in the cracks of the couch. Like this lady is like five years old. I mean, it was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. That's a riot. I just love when they share that kind of information. Hey, it shows that they're there. Yes. And B, it shows that they still have concerns for their loved ones and they want to protect them. Oh, of course. Always. Oh, they're always concerned about people. Um, anytime that I'm in a session, if there's something going on, like currently, or things that have just recently happened or things that are coming up, they always talk about that. I mean, like, I just did this one just happened recently. Um, they kept on showing me eyes, you know, so I was like, oh, was and. I never understand the context in which something is coming my way. And so I didn't know if the eye thing had to do with the dead person or, you know, whatever. But it wound up that the lady who was seeing me was actually scheduled for an eye surgery like next week. And so, you know, it was his way of letting her know like, hey, we're going to be there for you. It's okay. And so really great. That, that's a great story, too. I just love the stories that you can share about what, what you receive, how it helps people. Is there a story that has, like, so that somebody has been frightened or worried about something and somebody came in or they found out that they were diagnosed with something and somebody came in and <coughs> helped them through their process or oh. let them know? all the time. You will never go through like, so are your dead people with you 24 seven? I would say probably not. I do think that they have lives and and work, you know, and I do think that a lot of their work like involves their family members. So I do think that they stay busy in in a way with, with stuff with you, but any major occasion, so surgeries, um, births, um, I mean, anything, weddings, graduations, it doesn't matter good or bad. They don't miss one of those, not one. And um, they're very good at like telling people like I'm handling things from here that that I'm able to handle. And so our dead people do actually get to 
help us through things. Not everything. They can't do everything for us, but they definitely help to line us up with the right people or, you know, send us to the right places, that kind of stuff. And so especially with like medical issues or something, I will actually often hear like um, something about like traveling for treatment somewhere. Like, have you traveled farther away for treatment? And they'll be like, oh my gosh, we've been looking into that and, you know, stuff like that. And so basically the dead person's like, yeah, that might be a really great idea. Like go travel for this. You know, you might find someone who can help you better or, so I do believe that they line those things up. I, I agree with you on that. And, and I, so what about if they're, let's say they're busy doing something else and you call them, do you, do they answer right away? Do they, can, are they, do they have the ability to answer right away or do they sort of say, yeah, you have to handle this on your own. I'll be by later. Kind of a silent message. I, I think that they would always receive the message. What they're able to do and what they're allowed to do, I think is probably um, the, the kicker there. That's probably the wrench, you know, like they would probably love to do everything for you. Um, and unfortunately, so there are rules and, you know, so like you have free will. And so it's like, they can send you somebody. They can't make you do whatever you need to do with that someone, or they can't make you like that person. They can't make you use that person's services, um, or whatever. So I do kind of, think that they're able to occupy more than one space at a time so I don't think that they're limited um in the way that we are like you know if I'm gonna go visit my mom down the road then I can't be with my sister in the next town over uh right. at the same time so you can't ride two donkeys with one ass right right exactly <laughs> <laughs> well I feel like I gotta write that down I've never heard that <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no. So they cannot uh, ride two donkeys with one ass. Not ever. Um, but I, I in do human think that, form. Like, yes, not in human form. I do think that they can, you know, divide themselves up uh, very equally. Because we do run parallel lives. I mean, our soul is able to run a distinctly different life on the other side, you know, sure. some other reality than this one. Yeah. And yeah, the spirit is able to, it's so miraculous and what they're able to do. All of it. I'm shocked every single day. I mean, I I find the other side to be amazing always. Like everything that they do is so funny. My own, like I do my little Facebook show um, every Sunday. And last week we were talking about divinity and where, you know, divinity things lining up for us and that kind of stuff where it is not great feeling all of the time it's actually can be very messy and very tumultuous and very uh just crappy but it you know pushes us in these directions that are just incredible you know so it's like we are led we really are led and and pushed into things how do you feel about them when you're saying it's messy it feels icky you know at times not all the time but I have a belief system that sometimes things have to break down so you're able to rebuild them. And sometimes they are the ones who are helping you break things down so that you can rebuild your situation, whatever it might be, professional, personal. It's so true. Like, so just to give a really, I'm not going to go too in depth, but I lost my son in 2004. 
And so the way that all of that played out, things didn't wind up working out with me and the father. Now that the he, who wound up in jail, actually, like fast forward a few years after that, wound up in jail for almost killing somebody. Wow. Um, but anyway, I went through this and he was not around me for the pregnancy. He wanted me to have an abortion. I could not go through with an abortion. And I told him, I, you know, will raise this baby on my own. I don't need your help. And he walked away from me, never talked to me again. So here I am about to be a single mother of now two children because I'm already divorced and a single mother of one. And I was, I mean, essentially knocked up. That's how I felt. I was knocked up. I had no plan. Um, was freaking out the whole time about having the baby on my own. Um, and so it's like I made it all the way to, to that for God to take them from me anyway. And I was actually pretty upset. I mean, it was a horrible loss, but I was angry. I feel like at God for taking my baby away from me. Like I, how could, I felt like punishment. It did. And that's grief and normal. Um, months and months and months later, I met my husband who I'm married to now. Um, and I now have two more sons. Um, you know, and so like when you look back at that moment and I can see the divinity in that moment because not only has it helped me with my work, I'm a really good medium um, because I understand people's grief. So let's, you know, I'm a really good healer in that aspect because I really do understand how people are feeling. And so that loss um, has actually only aided me in the, the ways that I'm able to help other people. And then like, you know, like I said, here I meet my husband and I have two more children well, the, the day that I met Mike, I met him at my work and it was a Tuesday night and Tuesday nights were supposed to be gone. When the baby came, I was moving strictly to a daytime schedule, no more evenings. Um, and that was all in place. Well, when he died and I went back to work, I kept my old schedule. So, you know, I met Mike on a Tuesday night at the, at my work, a night that I would never have been there had the baby not passed away, you know, so like truly divinity is like these were things put in my place and lined up for me i'm i'm sure i'm sure is there a way you could guide the listeners to maybe look back at some of their situations and see if they haven't been given the same guidance that you know situations that are stepping stones to growth and learning absolutely because it it is always in in the hindsight moments and I mean really you can choose to to stay down in the terrible parts of life it is a choice it is a choice to look for the good things that have come out of bad situations and and like sometimes man you got to dig deep and you got to really look and like I have a body of work I call it feel good on purpose like you are forcing yourself some days to to feel good you Mm -hmm. know and so my suggestion is to start in just awareness, like be aware, right? Go take yourself back in time. What, what is, is one of the most awful things that you've gone through and what's happened in the time after that? Are you in a better place? Are you with better people? Um, Are you in a better job? I just did like, I just did this on my show. Some lady was like, I got fired from a job. Well, I've been fired once and I was a wreck. I was a train wreck. I cried and cried. I felt terrible. 
Yeah. Yes. It was an awful feeling to get fired, but now she's uh, got a great job and she loves it. And so just a really bad situation turned really great relationship endings. Well, you know, getting out of a relationship is not the most comfortable thing in the world, but you know, like you want to, right. Yes. It's still, it's hard. And so, you know, maybe someone else has entered into your life and you can look at that and go, man, that was really terrible. Um, But if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And I, I feel like that's the, the mindset. If that didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. If I were to rewind everything and not lose my son, my life as it exists today would not be here. It would be a different life. Completely different. And I can't, for the life of me, imagine my life any different. I can't, you know, so... And I can resonate with what you're saying because that's that's my book, right? So I, it's it's me looking back at my journey and seeing, you know, that all these things are before me, but now I can use them because I can understand my clients so much more. Right, where they're at, their places. The I can be more empathetic about it because right. I've been there. And yes, yes, it was the hard way, but. But you know what? It is our experiences that turn out to be the most useful for everybody else. Like you get to teach and heal and and work with people based in in your experience. It is just your greatest teacher and then your greatest giver uh, at the very same time. So um, I'm not one to sit around and, well, here, I will say this. I was just going to say I'm not one to sit around and wallow. I will have a pity party. <laughs> if, if I'm going through something and I'm not feeling the greatest about something, I'm not going to pretend that I'm okay. I'm going to allow myself the time to have a pity party. I might bake a cake for myself so I can just indulge. Um, I'm going to shed some tears. I'm going to allow myself to go through all of that stuff. And then I'm going to make sure that I'm balancing it out by looking at something good, you know? So it's like, I never want to deny someone the, the emotional part. And I think, you know, a lot of people get like where, oh, I'm not supposed to feel that way. That's a negative. And it's like, you really are meant to feel something. I don't want people to get stuck in that right. nasty negative feeling. Don't get stuck there. But it's okay to feel like crap from time to time. It is. Embrace that too. Like I... It's true. It, no, yeah, I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. Because I know um, that I used to, like, I feel like I would jump out of my skin when I would go through those things. I wouldn't give myself the time or space to deal with it or handle it. Right. So I, it, it, didn't, it didn't serve me well in the moment. But what it did do is down the road allow me to see the additional lessons that I needed to learn. And you're right. going to keep learning those lessons over and over and over again until you learn them. If you keep ignoring them or not or not feeling what you need to feel or, or what the emotions are coming up for you to feel, I shouldn't need all over people, but it just will then allow them to realize that there's growth. There is an, um, I don't know if you've heard of Bashar, but Bashar is oh, yeah. a. Have you? I oh yeah, Bashar. and he. Yeah, yeah. Me and my mom got into Bashar pretty, uh, 
I mean, he's just he's just so cute and funny, like adorable. And but but I but this one thing in one of his books said, a relationship is a relationship till it's not a relationship anymore, and that became my mantra. Not because of just romantic relationships, but all relationships. So you right. know that they're here for a reason, season, or a lifetime. It's just a different way of saying that. Right. And there's uh, there's lessons to learn with all the experiences. But I'll tell you what, we're going to talk more when we come back. We've got a break to take. So see you on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And if you're just joining us, today's guest is Missy Hart. And Missy is an intuitive medium, speaker, spiritual teacher. She's working on a lot of projects. That's what we were just talking about before the break um, and what she's trying to do so that she can help those of you who are out there who need the guidance. So welcome, Missy. Come on back in. And before we start our conversation, we are going to do what I call charity shout-out time. And Missy's charity is Best Buddies. 
So let's talk about best buddies. And Yes, I do this one every time. My son has autism and he is 12 years old. And so Best Buddies is actually an organization that helps people with special needs or disabilities um, find a place in community. So they help them find jobs and places to kind of fit into, into life. And they are just an incredible um, organization across the board. Um, so I'm going to just read this little blurb because I don't want to mess it up. But It says that it is an organization dedicated to ending the social, physical, and economic isolation of the 200 million people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Um, So you guys can donate um, at www.bestbuddies.org. Thank you. So that sounds like, I can't believe 200 million, it said? The autism rates, girl, are at one in 50 in certain areas. So one in every 50 babies born right now, we have an autistic child born. Um, and Best Buddies covers more than just autism. But um, in other states, like New Jersey's autism rates is one in 32. Wow. That's so yeah. high. It's an epidemic. Is it an epidemic? Is it something that happens outside the womb? Or is it something that develops inside the womb as they're developing? Does that oh. have an idea? <laughs> it is a very controversial topic. So, you know, um, some people say it is linked to vaccinations that can tick a lot of people off. I personally know people who've been um, vaccine damaged. And so um, I tend to agree with that. Um, and not, I'm not anti-vaccine at all. I'm just actually pro-safe ones and maybe spreading them out some, you know, like, People, I, I think like when I was a kid, what we had like eight or 10 vaccinations. And now like if I were to go with the schedule that they recommend, my child would have 76. Oh my God. I did not even realize that. Right. So it is a very controversial topic. They don't know where it's at, um, wh- where it comes from. It is, I know, well, they do also try to say that it's, um, it was just never reported. So it's always been this bad. And I mean, I got to call BS on that too, because I've walked through life, you know, it, so th- there's just something going on. Absolutely. Well, and I'm agreeing with you because I know growing up, not that I was, but I, li- I grew up in the city of Chicago and I don't think I knew anybody with autism. Um, no, I think I mean, one cousin had it, but I mean, it, nobody in school, nobody's brothers or sisters. Right. It wasn't prevalent like it is today. Right. And I live in a very small community and we have, you know, quite, quite a few. So it's, um, yeah, something is going on. Something is definitely going on. And unfortunately, I mean, autism is a neurological disease and so their brains are, you know, I hate to say it, but their their brains are messed up and it, it's a long haul. There's no no cure. There's no, my son will never be able to leave home. I mean, that is something that my husband and I are preparing for because he's just, I mean, he's not going to be able to drive. He's not going to be able to, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So with your abilities, are you able to get uh, additional information from him that you might not get if you didn't have your abilities. You're, that's a riot. Actually, he is so psychic. 
Max is so incredibly psychic and he doesn't even know it, of course, but that kid is so tapped in to what's going on down to like, I just picked him up from school last week and I love these. They're called lentil chips. I don't know if you've ever had lentil potato, lentil chips. It's like a potato chip made out of lentils. Anyway, I love them. And so I had eaten lentil chips as a snack before I went and picked him up. And so I pick him up from school, he gets in my car and he's, he starts saying, you know, and I'm thinking about mom and I'm like, what? He's like lentil chips. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but he does that all the time. I'm not kidding you. It's like, man. So as far as um, the spiritual stuff, I mean, I've been able to help him. He has a lot of anxiety and that kind of stuff. So I've, I've really tried to teach him a lot about prayer um, and angels and, and those types of things just to have his moments, you know, like so he can feel safe, I think. And so let's talk about prayers in general, general oh, and yeah. angels and how how they can really help to shift a situation or comfort or come in to help in any yeah. capacity. Um, the most important thing to know is that you have to ask for help. And so this goes into the, like the, the rule of free will. We are here under free will. And so if you're not asking for help, uh, make no mistake, they really are not allowed to help you. And so my motto, pray hard, pray often, um, and know that, that you are heard. If I could convey anything from the other side is the tremendous love. I'm not kidding. It is nothing but love, nothing but understanding. And it is, it's bigger than anything I could put to words. And that comes from the dead people. Just, I'm not kidding. Like you are so supported. You are so loved. It doesn't matter what you're doing. We all suck at life sometime, you know, like we Mm -hmm. we just do. And, And so there is really no judgment. There's no they're just really there to help you. So number one, ask for help, pray, uh, talk to God. I'm kind of like, I really have been going through this God phase here lately. I grew up very religious, Baptist church, Baptist school. And so um, there's a lot of this, you know, people like, oh, we're connecting to source energy and stuff like that. And I really kind of put my foot down um, for my for my own personal self. And I would never like say that anyone else has to do this, but you know, let's call a spade a spade and and God is God and I'm just, I'm there, you know. So I feel like we've lost our way as far as God is concerned. I think that that has come over, well, a really lengthy time of religion getting kind of jaded and and skewed and odd. But I I do think it's time for people to find their way back. Um, I don't believe God is what we've been told as far as like the judgmental, angry, um, smite you down, you know, like I just, right. he's not that person at all. And so I would invite people to do that. I pray all the time. And the way that I can see um, my prayers answered or the way that I'm able to see God working in my life is just an incredible, you know, definitely he's open doors. And what I love about it the most is like, I had a, I did have a really rough summer, just things going on. Um, and so some of the things that I was praying about, um, actually came through in my work one day where, um, I had a family member struggling with drug addiction actually. 
um, and they landed in a rehab facility. And so I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And it just hit really close to home. I was a, a wreck with all of this going on. And so I go to work one day and two people walk into my office, like um, one right after the other. So my, my two appointments were both addicts. I don't think I've really ever read the addicts before. I've read the people who died as an addict. I mean, I've read hundreds of those. Um, but it, yeah, two addicts walked through my door and they had been recovering addicts. One was like six months recovering. The other was like over a year recover, recovered, I guess I should say. Um, and they were doing fantastic. And I knew that God sent them to me, you know, to say, look, you know, people, you know, she can be okay. Um, but not only that, I had a new understanding of addiction. I, I think it's a, nothing that I ever really touched so close to home. So that, that's what I mean. Like I'm talking to God about something and that was really heavy on my heart. And it was like God showing me, okay, I, I've opened doors here through this terrible time. Yeah, I brought, the, I brought these people in so that you can see that people can recover and they can live a good, happy life together. Right. You know, happy life right. in general. But um, first of all, I want to let you know that Kate Russell says, I love you, Missy. Oh. So I wanted to share that <laughs> message you with you. We love you Russell. <laughs> and um, I just find that whether you say God or high self or Holy Spirit or Gaia or whatever term, that they are there. And I, I truly believe, like you, that they're benevolent and they're here yes. to to guide us with love. And sometimes you might get a smack in the head, but it's because you need to learn something. So you need to look at every situation, in my opinion, as to, okay, what's what, what am I supposed to learn from this? There's something in here I need to get out of right. this situation, and how do I get out of it? My new favorite quote is, um, if I hadn't made you uncomfortable, you never would have moved. You know, that's why I was saying like divinity, like we, the, and, and that's what I mean by it's not pleasant all the time. Like as we're going through these moments of being shaped or led into something better, it might be uncomfortable because it comes with ending or it, it comes with just hardships. And so it's not pretty, but dang it, what's on the other side of that is just absolutely incredible. And it's, it's those things that we need to be looking for all the time. Perfect. Well, Missy, we're at the end of the show. It went by so fast. It did. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back. I so love our conversations. Thank you. And I want to thank Voice America and everybody who is participates in helping to put this show together. And Teresa Scott Reed, my assistant, my right hand, my left hand. So grateful. And I'm grateful to you, the listeners, for tuning in and being a part of this show and taking time out of your life to do so because you're all very important to me and I hope that at the end of the uh, each and every show that you're able to walk away with something that can help you in your life. So that's my goal and objective and I want that for you. And till next week, I want to send you love. I want to send you blessings and gratitude. Look forward to seeing you next week. Take care.